All right, Psalm 131. Let me read this for us. A song of ascents of David. O Yahweh, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. But I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child is my soul within me. O Israel, hope in Yahweh from this time forth and forevermore. Well, when I asked Aaron and Manny if they wanted to do this with me, <laughs> uh, I had, the whole reason I did it is because I had this one in mind, and I didn't have an hour of content to say about it, but I had maybe about 15 or 20 minutes, so I knew if I wanted to get to it, I needed to do it in that fashion. So... Uh, what I want to do is basically walk through this. It's only three verses, so we should be able to get through it pretty quick. And uh, I hope that it, it can be a, a blessing to you. Now, let me just give you a bit of context, I guess, about what's happening here. It's obviously a Psalm of David. It says that there right at the, uh, the this superscription there, a Song of Ascents of David. And it's hard, it's kind of hard to determine exactly what might be the reference here. Um, why this? Why David wrote this? I mean, if there even is something in particular in the first place, but it's kind of hard to determine what might be the reference here for him. But something that came to my mind is the situation in 1 Samuel 24. So if you want to look there with me real quick, I'm going to read this section. 1 Samuel 24. And I want you to see what happens here because this is a possible solution or a possible situation that David may have in mind as he writes this. And if you remember this situation, basically this is where David spares Saul's life. Uh, he's in the cave. He ends up cutting the corner of Saul's robe and then goes out after him out of the cave. And he basically, this is what he says to him. So 1 Samuel 24, starting in verse 8. Afterward, David also rose and went out of the cave and called after Saul. My Lord, the king. And when Saul looked behind him, David bowed with his face to the earth and paid homage. And David said to Saul, Why do you listen to the words of men who say, Behold, David seeks your harm? Behold, this day your eyes have seen how Yahweh gave you today into my hand in the cave, and some told me to kill you, but I spared you. I said, I will not put out my hand against the Lord. For he is Yahweh's anointed. See, my father, see the corner of your robe in my hand. For by the fact that I cut off the corner of your robe and did not kill you, you may know and see that there is no wrong or treason in my hands. I have not sinned against you, though you hunt my life to take it. May Yahweh judge between me and you. May Yahweh avenge me against you, but my hand shall not be against you. As the proverb of the ancients say, out of the wicked comes wickedness, but my hand shall not be against you. After whom has the king of Israel come out? After whom do you pursue? After a dead dog? After a flea? May Yahweh therefore be judge and give sentence between me and you, and see to it and plead my cause and deliver me from your hand. So, you have this situation, of course, David comes out after Saul out of the cave, and uh, basically Saul is being told that David is seeking his life. 
and in, in turn seeking the kingdom. That David is wanting to kill Saul and take for himself the throne. And David is basically saying in that situation, I have had no motivation. I've, I've, I've not desired that at all. In fact, the, in fact, people told me while you were in there to kill you, and I wouldn't put my hand to it. And see, I look, I cut this piece of off, off your robe. Don't you see that my hand is not against you? I won't do such a thing. And so he calls upon God to be a judge between the two of them. I have not stretched out my hand toward you. I have not walked and lifted up my heart against you. And he calls upon God to be a determiner of who is in the right in this case. Now, I don't know if this is the reference to which uh, David is, is writing this psalm about, but it certainly is an example, undoubtedly, of the thing that David does talk about in this psalm. Not occupying himself with things too high for his present station. And brethren, you know it. David had already been anointed king. David was going to be king over all Israel. There's no doubt about that situation. It was going to come to pass. But at that present time, he had to wait upon the Lord. He had to wait upon God to establish his rule and not lift up his heart in pride and not try to take down the king who was present at the time. And this is exactly the kind of thing that David is wanting the people of God to learn and, and to do, to practice. So look with me again at verse 1. Let's just see here some of the things that David says. He starts off, he says, O Yahweh, or O Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. The, the uh, NASB says, my heart is not proud, nor are my eyes arrogant. And brethren, that's the idea. When he says, my heart is not lifted up, my eyes are not raised too high, the idea is he's saying, my heart isn't proud, my eyes aren't arrogant. They're not lifted up. They're not raised up. Paul says it this way, Romans 12, 3, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment. And so David is saying in this psalm, this is the very thing I've done. I, I have not thought of myself too highly. I have not thought to act out of my, the, the, the place in which God has, has sovereignly put me. I have considered with sober judgment, and my heart is not proud. My eyes are not lifted up in arrogance. And what's interesting is, is the, the verbiage that's used here. Uh, because as Manny mentioned, Psalm 121, it actually starts in, in 120 and goes through 134. But those are all, all psalms of ascent, songs of ascent. And this one is one too. Uh, this is one of those songs that the Israelites would sing on their way up uh, to Jerusalem on that journey there. And so you could imagine an Israelite coming into Jerusalem and they're looking to the city, which is on a hill. They would have to literally physically look up to see the city as they're coming in. And yet, it says here in this psalm, this person is supposed to be singing as they're looking up to Jerusalem. My eyes are not set too high. My eyes are not raised too high. So, of course, they would be looking up to where God dwells. But David's point here is to say they do not look any higher than that. They look to where God is, but they don't look any further in their own pride. It says in Psalm 123, it's another psalm of ascents. It says, to you, he's talking about to God, to Yahweh, to you I lift my eyes. To you who are enthroned in the heavens, our eyes look to Yahweh our God 
till he has mercy upon us. So you see, the, the whole point is that they're, they're looking up, but they're not looking up in pride. They're not looking up in, in their eyes are raised too high, but they're looking up towards Yahweh, to his dwelling place, to their God. Psalm 137. He says that he sets Jerusalem above his highest joy. You see, this is the individual here that, that, that David is, is sort of imaging in himself and then eventually brings it out to us to, to have the same things he's saying here. But this is the individual who is, who is looking to God and not beyond Him. Their eyes are not raised too high. And brethren, we have to simply ask the question about ourselves when it comes to this text. Where are our eyes? Where's your heart? Where are your eyes? Are they set too high? Because you gotta, you got to recognize, brethren, it is very easy for the heart to set itself in a proud place. The eyes can very easily raise themselves too high. In uh, 2 Chronicles 26, there's a number of these. If you go through Chronicles and Kings, you find these very short sort of summary statements of these kings' lives. Some of them are good, some of them are not good. And this one is one that is, uh, ought to strike fear in the heart of men. But in 2 Chronicles 26, it speaks of Uzziah. And it says that he was strong and then he grew proud. And it says in that passage that he grew proud to his own destruction. Brethren, this is not a good thing. It is not a good thing when your heart is proud and your eyes are raised too high. It results in destruction. When you're looking past Yahweh, when you're looking past God, and you look to your own desires and your own things, when you look past in pride and your eyes are raised too high, brethren, it ends in destruction. And so what is David's proof as to why it is that his eyes are not raised too high and why it is that his heart is not proud? He gives us a proof here. He says at the uh, second part of verse 1 there, I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. You see, that's his proof, brethren. He says, my eyes, my heart is not lifted up. My heart's not, not, not proud. My eyes are not raised too high. Well, David, how can you say such a thing? Well, he says, because I don't occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. Brethren, true godliness is exercised when we know well the place in which God has put us and that we don't seek to be more than what the Lord has called us and were made us to be. And we don't seek to occupy ourselves with more than what the Lord has called us to do. Brother, it's good to know your station that God has placed you in, in His providence, and not to seek to go beyond it. Brother, David is not concerned with things that are beyond him at this point. He's not concerned with what's beyond his present station. He's concerned with what God has for him right then and there. I mean, you, you guys know the, the saying, right? <laughs> when something happens and, and you're kind of like, uh, nope, that's above my pay grade. The David is recognizing there's a lot of things like that for him. And he, he can humbly say, now I recognize. <laughs> you kind of come to this and you go, okay, David is saying, my heart is not proud. My heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. You're like, oh, geez, he might, his heart might be proud just saying that his heart's not proud. But brethren, you have to see, David can humbly say that his heart is not proud 
because he humbly recognizes that some things are indeed too high and marvelous for him. And this is the question we have to ask ourselves. Brethren, do you believe that? Do you believe that there are indeed some things that are too high and too marvelous for you? Or do you think that somehow all things are within your grasp? Whether they're all things in terms of I can do anything that I want or all things in terms of I can know anything or whatever. Brethren, do you, do you come to recognize as David does in this psalm that some things are too great and too marvelous for me and I'm not going to occupy myself with that kind of thing. When we come to know this, when we know it in our own hearts deeply, our hearts won't be lifted up in pride. Our eyes won't be raised up beyond the Lord. We won't concern ourselves with things that are beyond our own station in which God has put us in His providence. So David says, on, on the opposite hand, right? He's, he's, his heart's not proud. His eyes aren't raised high. He's not, he's not concerning himself with things that are too great and too marvelous for him. But what has he done? Well, he says... I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child is my soul within me. So he's content. He's content in the lot that God has marked out for him. Such contentment, he says, is like a weaned child with its mother. And the imagery, of course, is not hard to grasp for anybody who's been in that kind of position before. Brethren, a child that's being weaned uh, from breastfeeding, it's not a pleasant experience. Uh, especially for them, it's not a pleasant experience. They are undoubtedly feel like they are undone. And uh, they're, just, they're just coming to ruin. The thing they once found comfort in is now going to be gone. And they're restless. But again, if you've, if, once you get you know, moving through that stage a little bit, you come to realize that you know, it's not long before you, you come over the hump and, and you're over that height, you're over that hill, and you know what? Then the child is entirely content with the food that you put in front of them. And in fact, in due season, not only are they content with the food that you put in front of them, but they won't even desire the thing anymore that they once took comfort in. A child can, after they've been weaned and, and, and some time has passed, a child can lay upon the chest of the mother and not even desire the thing that they once longed for anymore. They're no longer restless. They're at peace. And David is saying, this is my soul. My soul is this way. I'm at peace. I'm content. I'm at rest. I, I, I'm not like a child who is just constantly looking to nurse. I'm not like a child who's just stirred up and desiring this constantly and I can't find satisfaction. He's saying, I am at rest. I've been weaned. I'm content. I'm no longer fidgeting around. I'm not restless anymore. He's at peace, brethren. And this is, this is what he calls us to in the next verse. This same peace that he says, I've calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child. He says, this is, it's basically offered to us, but it's kind of offered to us in a command. He's saying, oh, Israel, hope in the Lord. This is, a, David is, is issuing a, a command here in, of sorts. Israel, hope in Yahweh from this time forth and forevermore. So the calmed soul, the contented heart, which is not proud, brethren, it can be ours. It can be where our eyes are not raised too high. 
Listen, you recall the words here of Isaiah 26. This is one of my wife's favorite verses. Isaiah 26, 3. Remember what it says? Yeah. You keep Him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. You see this? This, this, is, this is sort of Isaiah's way of saying what David said in the psalm. He says, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I don't occupy myself with things too great and marvelous for me. Well, David, what are you looking at then? Well, he says, hope in the Lord, hope in Yahweh. See, this is David's hope. His hope is in Yahweh. Why is he at peace? Because his hope is in Yahweh. It's not in other things. It's not in, I want to get over there. I want to do this. I want to do that thing. I want to be this person. I want to be that person. He's, he's content, brethren. And he's looking and he's saying, I'm hoping in Yahweh. That's why I'm at peace here. And this is Isaiah's way of saying it. You want peace? Well, you got to have your mind stayed on him. He keeps him in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on you, Isaiah says. That's Isaiah's version. Paul's version. Philippians chapter 4. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Well, there you have Paul's version of it. The same kind of thing. And, and of course, the verbiage is different, but the, the pieces to the puzzle are all the same. What is the end result? It's peace. It's rest. It's contentment. And how is he getting it? Well, he's got his mind stayed on God. That's how he's getting it. My mind is stayed on you. He's, he's praying with all things and in supplication. This is the kind of thing that the Scriptures are, are constantly getting us to look to. And so here's the, here's, here's, here's the basic reality. I mean, if you want peace, if you want contentedness, if you want a soul that's at rest... If you want a heart that's not proud, if you want eyes that are not raised too high in arrogance, if you don't want to concern yourself with things that are too far beyond the providence of God for you, then, brethren, you're going to have to settle it in your heart and in your mind that you're going to look to Yahweh, and He's going to be your hope, and He's going to be your rest. And those things will be yours. You've got to settle in your heart to stay your mind upon God. And as it says here, hope in the Lord. And the peace of God will, it will guard your hearts and your minds. And so look, this is, this is the shift from infancy to maturehood. This is a shift from little baby to grown up son or daughter of the king. Brethren, infants are disquieted. Infants are anxious. Little children are that way. They, as they grow, you know this, they get very frustrated when they want to do something and they can't do it. They want to walk, they can't walk, they get frustrated. They want to talk and tell you something, but they don't know how to do it, they get frustrated. They want to grab all the books off the shelf and you won't let them, they get frustrated. When they're hungry, I mean, you know this again, you have about three seconds flat to give them what they're looking for or all the world's going to come to an end. But that's the way of infants. That's what they do when they don't get what they want. They, they lash out in frustration, in anger, in bitterness. That's the way of infancy. That's not the way of maturity. This here is a mature man. This is the one who said, my soul is at peace. My soul is at rest. Not lashing out here. Not frustrated. Not trying to walk and I don't know how. I'm okay if I don't walk right now. That's okay. But you don't see infants do that kind of thing. Mature, mature people do that kind of thing. 
And so the call for us is to be able. I mean, you got to think, brethren, when we come to this text, I mean, you get, David oftentimes in the Psalms is, is sort of interrogating his soul. Uh, you read it a number of times. He's, you know, he gets, to, he gets in a point where he's depressed and he asks his soul, why are you cast down on my soul? He's talking to himself. Why are you doing this? Why are you acting like this? You see him at other times. He says, I've made an inquiry into my soul. So you got to think when David says this, it's not like he's just saying, you know, he's not just walking down the street and these are the few words that came to his mouth and he just decided he's going to sing them. David has made an inquiry of his soul and he's come to the conclusion that my heart is not lifted up in pride and my eyes are not raised too high and I am not concerning myself with things too high and too marvelous for me. So the call for us is that we could indeed make a good searching of the soul and come out as David says. That we could indeed say after we have thoroughly searched our soul before the all-knowing God. God, you know my heart is not raised too high. My eyes are not lifted up in arrogance. And I am not seeking after things that are not my own. Brethren, that's where we got to be as God's people. I have calmed my soul. I am content and at rest. Peace surrounds me for I have set my hope on Yahweh. Now, one last thing before we sing this. I want to read you a quote from Matthew Henry. I, I just kind of stumbled across this. I don't even really remember how I found it. I, I, I copied and pasted it in here, and then at the end, I didn't even remember where it was from, so I can't tell you where it was from. But um, this is what he says. I thought this was very interesting. Because, look, we're about to sing this song. And how many of you, in some sense, might feel, no, don't raise your hand, but might feel a bit uncomfortable to sing, my heart is not proud, my eyes are not raised too high. <laughs> is it possible that you might sing that and it actually not be the case? Yeah, that's possible. There's a lot of things in the Psalms, brethren, that we're going to sing over the years and you're going to go, wow, I can't believe I just sang that. That's a really strong statement. But I want you to read here what Matthew Henry says. Some have made an objection against singing David's psalms. That there are many who cannot say, my heart is not proud. And it is true that there are. But we may sing it for the same purpose that we read it. To teach and admonish ourselves and one another what we ought to be with repentance and to make it a humble prayer to God for His grace to make us so. So brethren, as we sing this, as I said, my desire is that we would be in such a place where we could make an inquiry of the soul, say, Lord, my heart is not proud. My eyes are not raised too high. I'm not concerning myself with things that are too high and marvelous for me. My soul is at rest like a weaned child. Peace is my soul. Hope in Yahweh. I want us to do that. But brethren, even if we can't, we ought to sing it and say, Lord, make it my heart. Make this my way that my steps would be as David's were in this song. Let me pray.